So welcome to the Kew Gardens Festival of Cinema interview series. I'm your host. I'm John Fallon of the Indie Film NYC podcast. I have my uh, co-host today, Craig. Thank you, John. I'm Craig Horsley, and we're coming to you from a tea's organic coffee and tea cafe, and it's located on Metropolitan and Kew Gardens. And we have one of our filmmakers with us who's going to introduce himself. Hi, my name is Utsab Giri. Uh, my short documentary, Life, Death, and Maple Grove, was um, it, it, it was the first film to play on the very first day of the festival. Nice. Well, uh, I mean, we have a, a really tight connection with Maple Grove. They uh, are part of this community. They're a big part of this community. They were one of the first people to kind of welcome the festival uh, here. They're letting us use their offices as our office space. So uh, we're, we're really uh, glad to be partnered with them. And uh, they seem to have a really great outreach. And so... Uh, you were kind of an audio engineer, uh, right? Is that right? Right. I studied audio. Um, I was a musician, so I started out as a musician, and then I wanted to record my own songs, you know, do that thing that musicians want to do. And then I went to audio school, so I thought I would study audio, and then I would um, record my own music and do all kinds of stuff, which I did. So I graduated out of a music and audio program in 2013, and since then I was doing audio um, consistently until the Maple Grove documentary, which um, what, <laughs> uh, which which um, made me decide to go to a film school. And how did they? I mean, how did they reach out? Like, what were they trying to do? And 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 why is it important for them to? I mean, a documentary about a cemetery seems right. Um, that's what I thought the very first time too. The way I was reached out to was one of my friends in the audio program. He now studies um, criminal justice, I think, at St. John's. And then he interned at the cemetery, which out of the list of things to intern at, he's eccentric. So he looks at the list of places he can intern at and he sees a cemetery and he said, yes, that's what I'm going to do. Because, you know, most people would think this kind of firm, that, that place. Right. He, he picks a cemetery. And from there, while he was interning there, he referred me to make the documentary. They were looking for somebody to make a documentary. Um, I th the, their photographer was the one who suggested, hey, you know what, we have all these great photos of all these events that we put on, let's make a video. <laughs> and then he said, hey, I have a friend that can make a video. And then I came in. And so through the process of making that video, what is unique about Maple Grove and what story did you tell that you know, is fascinating to, for Q Gardens. You know, one of the things that were most, the most fascinating, that just almost, um, you know, it, it boggled my mind the first time I, I heard about it, is, um, you know, I've been living in New York for seven years, never had a trick-or-treat experience, right? You see it in the movies, um, it looks amazing, right? Um, horror movies, especially, like, crazy things happen, right? Adventures happen during Halloween, nothing. Right? It's just a quiet building. And then one year, two kids, they knock on our doors and they, they came trick-or-treating. And I was like, but, but no one ever comes trick-or-treating. I don't even have candy. <laughs> so um, the Friends of Maple Grove, apparently what they do is something called trunk-or-treat. 
So people from the community bring their cars, they decorate these cars like they decorate their homes. They wear costumes, it looks amazing. And all throughout the cemetery, it's a big cemetery. Um, they bring their own, the, the Friends of Maple Grove bring their own candy and give the people. So they give out candies and if you look at the pictures, it's amazing. Kids all dressed up, adults all dressed up. It's, it's vetted so the police are there, it's safe. And the kids get to trick or treat there. Oh, so great. that was one of the best things that I got to learn about Maple Grove. So that's, that was the thing that, um, that got me most excited. But they did lots of events. So what they do, for the most part, is they go through the records, they find out who's buried there, and they find out their stories. The stories they've uncovered about the people that are buried there, it's unreal. Like they went back three, four, they go back three, four generations. Um, Harry Houdini's friend, the first, um, uh, the founder member of the Magicians, so I'm sorry, I, I don't exactly know the name of the uh, organization, but um, Harry Houdini's best friend, buried at Maple Grove. Uh, inventor of Pink Lemonade, buried at Maple Grove. Um, Charles Manley, I think, the person, he, he, he attempted a first flight, a historic first flight, nine days before the Wright brothers buried at Maple Grove <laughs> and you know that's what they do um, they they um, the friends of Maple Grove they look at these records and um, uh, Sutfin Boulevard is named after Mr. Sutfin Archer Avenue is named after Mr. Archer they're all buried there you know the, the entire families um, so they go look they go looking out uh, for these records and then they find out their stories and they celebrate their lives, the lives that these people lived. It's incredible. They dress up in costumes. Um, it's called Spirits Alive. And then they dress up in costumes and they tell these people stories. It's, it's amazing how lively a cemetery can actually be. It's incredible. Be. It's, that, what, what's funny about being in, I'm, I'm from Queens, and people always make fun of Queens as having so many cemeteries. <laughs> and um, Maple Grove uh, is, is a is one that I didn't know had so many famous people. I know Louis Armstrong is buried in Queens, but this is a fascinating documentary that you've put right. together. Um, because anytime I've told somebody that I've made a documentary about a cemetery, they think, what, what was it about? You know, like a cemetery? Like, what did you talk about? There's so much to talk about. They are all about celebrating life. All about it, just celebrating life. Um, they have this inscription on the wall that says speaking the name of the dead is to bring them back to life right so they they really they that's what they do is they look up these stories um, and they dress up as these people and they tell their stories they have all kinds of interesting events like they have concerts to celebrate the musicians um, John Williams's piano teacher is buried here and she's the person apparently who said to John Williams, "You're a great pianist, but you should try composing." <laughs> right? Which is isn't that insane? So Star Wars, yeah. Star Wars. So uh, you know, basic, we have uh, we we can uh, thank uh, the Babel Grove, <laughs> the the lady who's buried there, um, just um, award-winning pianist, just all kinds of people, and then they have concerts, they have jewelry-making workshop, art exhibitions, book openings. Um, they celebrated um, Hispanic Heritage Month, Women's uh, History Month, um, film screenings, um, robot-making workshop for kids. That just happened uh, a couple weeks ago. So it's the kids like, were made, right. It's, so. It sounds like these guys really got you excited about telling stories. I mean, these, uh, you know, it, you're obviously excited about their story right so now how did that translate 
So you made this first video. It was a great experience for you. And you went to. Now you decided to go to film school. What, what stories do you want to tell? Right. See, um, me personally, um, I'm still exploring what stories I want to tell. But I will say this, right? By nature, I'm a storyteller. So when I wrote songs, when I write, I, I want to write a novel eventually. Write films, songs. No matter what I write, I'm I'm not really a musician or a songwriter or a filmmaker. I'm a storyteller. So at my heart, I'm a storyteller. I like telling stories, and be telling this story where it seems like there's nothing there. You know, it's a cemetery. There are so many cemeteries. I'd never been to a cemetery before Maple Grove. I had never set foot on a cemetery. Like I just, you know, I just never had to. I there was never a time when I had to go to a cemetery. So I go there and I get to tell this fascinating story, and I think I want to tell more stories. So screenwriting, and again, I love writing. I just when I start writing, it's just the world becomes this magical place. Is everything feels so great? So I, I I decided to go to school simply because, um, you know, I I could try to learn on my own, but having a learning environment where a person, uh, uh, you, when you where you can get a, get real time feedback from a person who's mentoring you, I thought that would be very valuable. So I decided that the next day I went in. I thought. I'm gonna go to school. I applied the same day and got accepted. Like I, I applied the very next day. It took me one day to apply to Brooklyn College because um, I had already been to a CUNY school, so acceptance was pretty much guaranteed. So one day, just filled everything out, sent it in. So now uh, writing is it takes a lot of discipline. Do you Does. have a schedule? Do you try and wake up and say from nine until twelve I'm gonna write, or is it when the spirit? Um, comes to you. Here's the here's the most incredible thing, and it might be hard to believe too. The universe gives me things. It's just it's it really is magical. Like most films, most stories, it just comes to me. Like with a lot of the stories that I have written down, I saw in my dreams. So all I have to do is wake up and record it into my phone when I'm half asleep. And most of my recordings on my phone about stories and films that I want to make are are half asleep recordings. Sometimes they make no sense. I wake up and I think, what am I talking about? Um, but that's what happens. And then I, I find it very hard to focus. I just I have a very hard time focusing. So I have a closed space in my room. I mean, I I do the music and audio work there. So it's a workspace. So I have a section of the room barred completely, and I write with a typewriter. Just a typewriter. I. I swear to you, I have to have my phone off. I have to have my internet off. I cannot be on my computer. Why I a just, typewriter, though? I'm sorry? Why a typewriter? You, because there's nothing to distract me. Mm. Just nothing else. Um, I, could, I couldn't do anything else on a typewriter. Right. The only thing that I can do is type. Because <laughs> I used to write on my phone because it's like easy to carry. I bought the, pen, the Galaxy Note with the pen because you, know, you can write very fast. But then I'm focusing on something else. It's, it, there's the phone. It, it buzzes. It rings. Once I once your focus breaks, you know it takes another 20, 30, 40 minutes to get back into the rhythm. Or I might never. Yeah. Just I in the morning I get up, I start writing, and somebody calls, and the rest of the day goes to hell. <laughs> I, I swear to you, the rest of the day just goes to hell. So if I shut everything off. And I sit on my typewriter. I can just go on for hours. It's just the most beautiful thing in the world. It's like swimming for an athlete, you know, like for a swimmer, just inside the water, and that's it. 
just takes so much harder to edit when you're doing a typewriting. It does. Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it does. I, I mean, I, but that's also the good thing about that is um, when I'm writing something on the computer, I have to print it to actually, because I, I love writing with my hands. So when it comes, I, it's, it's amazing to see something materialize right in front of your face. So as soon as you type it, it's there. It's right there. And you can write on top of it. You can make notes. You don't have to go and print. Um, you know, it's just, you, when I'm writing in the computer, it's just somewhere in that infinite space. You're probably the only person that Staples sells whiteout to nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I just, I just keep writing. I don't even think about correcting spelling. So nothing. I just write, 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 and write some more. Um, I don't correct anything. I don't stop for anything. I just keep writing, and then later on, I put it into the computer. Are you writing several things at the same time, or do you do you stick to one story? I have to write several things at a time. One thing, because I can really realistically only work on one thing for maybe an hour, two hours max a day. When I have several projects going on, I can write up to six hours a day. But that's different projects. Because having that much material come into your mind for once, coming up with material for one thing all day, it's just, it, it just doesn't happen for me. I, I mean, the creative of Spring Fountain just blows up, but... It's, I can only write so much for one, so I, yeah. So with writing so many things at, at once, something that you might write starting in April may have a totally different ending once right. it is finished in July. Or right. Okay. Then it's also a magical thing when one story that I'm writing, inspired, like it sort of models its way into the other story, and one thing, I'm writing this story, and I think, hey, this would be amazing. I mean, I, I just had a great idea, but I can't use it on this film. But this, the other film, it would work perfectly. So, you know, just magical things happen. Well, it's exciting to see somebody so passionate about storytelling. And, uh, you know, this film for the Maple Grove uh, Cemetery, you know, it's, it's very well received. And uh, I think it's a surprise because of what you were saying, how people are expecting basically right. something dry. And, you know, and, and you've really brought to life uh, well, thank you. why Maple Grove exists in this community and what they're doing for us. And so, you know, we're looking forward to seeing more from you in the future. Thank and, you. Uh, I want to change the world. I'm telling you, I want to make great movies that people, you know, it's just the things, it's, you know, like you get to live one life. I, I feel like, you know, I want to make something amazing. Um, okay, great. So we had a little technical problem. The batteries cut out there for a second. We were just about to wrap up this interview and uh, say goodbye. But, uh you know, I'd like to say one more time that uh, we're really uh, glad to have your film uh, as part of the Kew Gardens Festival of Cinema's inaugural year. And uh, we want to thank you a lot. And, uh, you know, if you, if you want to say one last thing about... Uh yeah, thank you. Um, I'm very excited that I've been at the film festival. It, it was just, it's just a very wonderful festival and a very wonderful community. Um, all our sponsors have been so kind, right? We're here at Atiz. And the people here are so nice. Um, Kew Garden Cinemas, the owner, is very nice. You know, it's just you guys have been very kind. Um, I, I do want to thank everybody who came to watch my film and all the other films. That, you know, for their time. Um, 
but yeah it, it was it was great being part of this festival and i hope it comes back again and again and again you know like i hope my films get shown every year yeah we hope that uh, you have some more work for us and uh, in the future and we love to see the energy that you have and the the passion that you show to us in, in your filmmaking and and life in general so uh, thank you so much for being an inspiration thank you thank you so much <laughs>